Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. I'm Pete Allison, this is Dave Cribb. Ahoy hoy, how are we? I'm alright, thank you, how are you? Very well, thanks. I'm trying ahoy hoy as a greeting. Yes or no? Uh, it's a no. No? It's a no oh. ahoy hoy. Not too good. It's still better than your alternate greeting so far, which have been hello and then hello yeah. in a different tone of voice. I just gave up on that today, I just, you know, crack on. It's good, it's a formula that works. Uh, shall we meet today's friend? Yes, I'd like to do that. Uh, I asked her how she wanted to be introduced uh, because she's about to launch a podcast, but she said it's not actually live yet, so can you just describe me as a podcast enthusiast instead? (laughs) So please welcome, soon to be podcaster, but mainly podcast enthusiast, Lizzie Pollitt. Hi, Lizzie. Ahoy hoy. Nah, it definitely doesn't work. (laughs) Hello. Why is everyone hating on my ahoy hoy? <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm very well. I'm, I'm buzzing. In general or? No, just for this. Would it be overdramatic to say that I feel like uh, everything in my life has been leading up until this moment? That's not overdramatic at all. No, no, it's absolutely fine and very flattering for us. We will talk about which episode you come on to in a minute, but I'd like you to first talk to... Can you tell Pete, because you texted me this yesterday, tell Pete the process for picking your episode. Oh, yeah. So um, when Dave finally relented and agreed that I could come on uh, as a super <laughs> fan, he did a check and he realised I wasn't actually a serial killer. Um, so I sat down and I did a Matrix-style sc- uh, scoring grid of every single Friends episode. Wow. Um, yeah, so I, I, I whittled them down to, I think, a top 20 based on the top scores. I, you know, I looked at different um, categories such as you know plots subplots um themes comedy etc got to a top 20 then i had to knock out any you'd already done sadly my absolute number one lucy pinder stole really yeah the one where everyone finds out yeah Yeah. however pinder so finally got there after two hours and i jumped to hear what i've uh chosen it feels like now pete a very big reveal doesn't it based on that yeah well like you should have some real confidence in this episode given you've you you know you've you've gone to such length so this is the best episode of friends apart from the ones we've done sort of factually is what you're telling us yeah and i'll I'll tell you why in a minute actually when we get onto it um the scores you know they don't lie uh you can't be maths uh, as i learned at school um yeah we're going for the one with the memorial service the one with the memorial service that's season nine episode 17 uh i'll do the very quick uh blurby blurby read read uh, very short today, actually. Strangely, I think as the series went on, and we're into series nine there, whoever started writing these blurbs just got bored. So it's only two lines. Ross and Chandler post false information about each other on their college's alumni website, resulting in Chandler posted as being gay while Ross is dead. 
That's the entire plotline it's summed up there. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joey and Emma fight over Joey's bedtime penguin pal Hugsy, and Phoebe asks Monica to help her get over Mike. Uh, so that's it in a very small nutshell. Before we come on to the actual episode, though, tell us, Lizzie, if you will, uh, friends, your relationship oh, there with. Obviously, quite intense based on the spreadsheet <laughs> and the sort of scientific uh, investment you've put into it. But uh, from, from a young age, is it in uh, one of those? I have so many friend stories, I don't know where to start. But we'll start on the 22nd of September 1994, <laughs> when uh, friends first aired in the UK. I was down the local leisure centre in taekwondo class. My sister was like, don't forget to get home for nine. This new show's starting. Hurried home. Fell in love straight away. I've had many... Um, quite meaningful experiences with friends when I was a teenager I was on Namone's Radio 1 show on a um, friends quiz which I won that's a big throwback to Namone isn't it <laughs> big shout out to Namone everyone so yeah I got all the questions right I won some prizes included, including the actual glitter ball in Top Loader's Dancing in the Moonlight video well the actual <laughs> yeah yeah, and a signed M&M shirt and stuff anyway why, um, why was the no hang on no you can't move on from that so correct. quickly correct to flag why was that glitter ball related to a friends quiz was that just what it they knocking about I, I don't know if this is how radio works maybe you guys can enlighten me but I think they were just looking at stuff they had lying around in the office and they <laughs> to were be like, honest it's not far off <laughs> <laughs> nothing signed by um, you know any of the friends cast so here's a glitter I mean do you do that Pete on Capital well it's, to be honest we literally do with tickets but oh there's a pair of Jess Glynn tickets here shall we give those away yeah, yes let's do that in drive yeah that's what happens what have you got in the studio right now to give away um, I've got a fluffy yellow pen with a pineapple at the top of it. Is that giveawayable to our podcast listeners? Uh, I mean, it's been used. Um, <laughs> Who's used it? Uh, just uh, no one famous, I don't think. We've also got a Chris Hughes calendar. Off of Love Island. But um, my colleagues decided that his crotch was too distracting, so he's been covered with a cut-out pair of jeans. Well, it's a famously distracting crotch, Chris Hughes, isn't it? Is. it? If, you believe, it is a, if you believe all the hype. It is quite distracting. Even knowing it's there is distracting <laughs> under what they've, they've hidden it in. Okay, so no prizes this week, if you are listening, I'm afraid. So you went on the Moans Radio. radio Um, And then a few years ago, I mean, this is a lot of detail, but, you know, hey, it's a Friends podcast. I got through to the final face-to-face round of auditions for Mastermind. For Friends? Yes. No, well, so you have to have, I think you have to list six specialist subjects, because in case you get through all the rounds. Yeah. But they wouldn't let me go through with Friends, because they'd already done it a few times. Uh. So I had to scratch it for the OC. That's so That's sad. Fine. I didn't get through. Messed up on a question about Girls Aloud. Will f- never forgive myself. But what question was it about Girls Aloud? As a Girls Aloud enthusiast, I want to know if I know the answer. Oh, well, I've sort of given the answer, eh? Because Girls Aloud was the answer. Oh. Um, well, maybe I'll put it the other way around. Which uh, Girls Aloud single was the official Children in Need song in... Two, uh, when was it? It was about four years ago? Five years uh, ago? That would be something new. Yes! Yeah. Could you win my <laughs> Thank you. forever adulation. Thank you. I'll take that. Um, but perhaps... <laughs> oh, God, I have to just take a breath. Most excitingly, have you ever had someone on who has met a Friends cast member so. in the past week? Uh, in the past <laughs> no I, like in the last four days in the last four days no absolutely not this is the thing I presume you text me about saying I've got an amazing friend story and I'm going to save it for the podcast I wanted I, to do a live reaction yeah okay so this is is, so it, we, is we, it one of the six yeah Oh is goodness. it? It's not only one of the six. It is my absolute all-time favourite. Always will be, and always has been. Always has been. Always ha- will be. There you go. Which one? 
Uh, Ross. Ross Geller. <gasps> but even better, so basically, the end of the story is I ended up trapped in a small room with David Schwimmer. Where? Why? Right. So last week I was at an advertising festival and um, I saw David Schwimmer was talking and as a friend's mega fan, I thought I'd like to go and see him. But also what he was talking about was very interesting, of course. Yeah. No, no, it genuinely, no, it genuinely was. <laughs> So I thought, I don't want to be one of those people just hanging around at the end like a super fan, like a fangirl. Nah, I'm just going to leave it. Tried to exit the hotel, walked into the wrong room, which was this sort of big closet where they were selling T-shirts. No one else was in there. Just casually looking at some T-shirts. Next thing I know, David Schwimmer and all his people come in to have a meeting, close the door, because it's the only room with aircon and and a quiet place. And I'm just stood there and I'm like, no one's seen me. What do I do? Two options. One slink out just get on with my life or two have my moment i think you can probably guess i had my moment so uh, by have your moment do you mean seize the opportunity seize, to seize talk the day to yeah Schwimmer exactly because i'm currently imagining you uh, as david Schwimmer when he's hiding behind mona's couch <laughs> and you're just, as ross is just sort of hiding there, out there trying, trying to grab trying to get the, the salmon shirt. Yeah, yeah and you're just trying to keep quiet as much as you can no it was much more professional than that okay uh waited for a lull in conversation introduced myself had a quick chat um left the room and immediately texted everybody i know including you <laughs> yeah uh, and was shaking and just been on a high ever since, really. This is astonishing. And did he did he live up to expectations? Yeah, absolutely. He was lovely, brilliant, um, eloquent, everything. Oh, he's, he, I think we have this conversation, as, as you'll know from listening to the podcast, about whether we like or hate Ross, but you've obviously answered your own question. Oh, I love there. him. Yeah, and Pete, you're a, you're a huge fan, aren't you? I, see, I was never a fan. I'm pro-Ross. Yeah, yeah I'm I was pro never Ross. a fan growing up, but watching them back, and this is another one. There's another amazing David Schwimmer, just like facial expression in this episode we're about to talk about. He's so good. This, in this episode, there are so many classic Ross lines, which I still quote to this day. Yeah. Give us some off, off, off bat. Oh, God. Like when he's like, um, I respectfully disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yes, you can. I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> there are some, yeah, there's really, and nobody cares that I'm dead is the thing I'm thinking of. Where nobody cares that I'm dead. Amazing sort of double take facial yeah. expression. Oh, that's brilliant. Anyway, let's crack on with the actual episode, shall we? Great. Yes. It's a very strong Ross one. It's got Ross in it. It's the one with Ross's memorial service. Okay, where would you like to start, Lizzie Pollock? Would you like to start with Ross's memorial service, Joey and Hugsy, or Phoebe, Mike and Monica and Manny? Uh, let's start with Joey and Hugsy because it's actually quite close to home. Is it? I was going to say that is... So, okay, so, right. I don't want to undermine what you've just said in case this really holds a special place <laughs> in your heart. But my, basically, the first thing I've written down for Joey and Hugsy is really, really weak plotline. <laughs> Like, so, very poor, isn't it? it a, a man mm, argues with a, a toddler over a cuddly toy. It's not so much that it's a weak plot line, because I think it's quite memorable. It's more that, you know, you talk often about them just making out Joey to be the dumbest human on earth. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like this has peaked here. Yeah. Because all they can think to do with him is that he doesn't want to give a child a cuddly toy. Right. And that's it. But it displays lots of brilliant acting and lots of facets of Joey, which I love. Like when he's uh, and he's like, Joey's home, look who he's brought with him. And Rachel's like, I told you not to bring girls home in the middle of the day anymore. I was like, oh. Is this after Joey and Rachel uh, like have ended it? It's, it's gone by then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think like if Rachel had any attraction for Joey, it would be gone like after this all happened because Joey is so childish and <laughs> pathetic. Like 
any attraction she had to him must have got. It's um, it's a testament to Matt LeBlanc that he can act opposite a two-year-old <laughs> to like such a level. Like he does, he plays it really well. But I just, yeah, I mean, for me, I just, it's a weird plotline. I think Joey, Joey and Hugsy in general as a thing, I find like a very strange thread well, throughout Friends. You say this, but and he's going to kill me for revealing this, but the reason why I find it so funny is because my boyfriend loves penguins. Uh, a normal amount. Right, I love yeah. him a normal amount. Um, but we actually have two at home, Dave and Pete. Hang on. Oh my God, they're called Dave and Pete. Are you joking? Are they yes. actually? No, I'm not joking. I we thought have... you were joking. No, I just realised. So we have Dave, Dave the doorman, because he's a um, doorstop. He's like a big penguin who um, keeps the bathroom door open. So just for clarification, not real penguins, yeah? No, no, no. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Getting weird. Yeah. I wish. No, um, no, no, no. They are toys. And then uh, Pete is an emperor uh, penguin from London Zoo. So you have two penguins called Dave and this Pete. I've just realised. What the fuck? I know. I know. <laughs> I think I know. we've uncovered the level of Lizzie's fandom. No, no. We called them that before you guys came into my life. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just not plausible. So, so if you're asking if it's highly normal for two grown adults to, you know, have uh, cuddly sure. penguins, I'd say 100%. So, so would you, if a toddler took a fancy to? one of your penguins would you go so far as to deprive them of that for your own happiness well obviously no kids getting a hand on Dave or Pete oh my god this sounds weird now which um, one would you be more willing to give up Dave um, or Pete Dave because he came later to the party <laughs> sad isn't it mate it also he's really heavy because he's a doorstop so it's really hard to lug him around not that I take them out of the house <laughs> just to be clear I'd be a great doorstop uh, <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, so that's why I think wow. I have an affinity with this no, plot line. Fi- Do you know what? That's absolutely Goodness fine. Me. I will look upon that in a, in a different light every time I watch this now, because I've never, I've never really been on board. And, and this episode is the one, isn't it, where this is implied that Joey stole Hugsy originally from, from another child. child. Yeah. yeah, that's a really nice moment. Which is a really nice line. But also, when you, it's again one of those things where you just go behind the curtain, you go, ooh, if that were true, how dark and disturbing. There are a couple of moments in this plot line where they sort of play with your expectation of where a line is going, like that one one with where he got the the um hmm. the penguin from and there's also the look at you sleeping like an angel with emma's chubby little hands uh, around yeah, you there's really a couple awesome. of uh nice chubby lines in it. but for me that's the brilliance of friends because so often they take the joke even further than you thought they ever would or they yeah, ever could yeah, exactly. and there's another moment um in this episode when um well we'll probably get onto it in a minute but right at the very beginning where um he's like oh she'll probably sleep with you now and then ross is like no nah, i already asked her yeah like, it could have just stopped <laughs> Let's move on to Phoebe and Mike, shall we? Oh. So, the premise I of like this... Mike. Yeah, I like oh. Mike. No, oh, I love Mike. Mike is such a likeable character in Friends mm. in general, isn't he? Mm. And you're always rooting for Mike. I, know. I like Mike so much that I don't even have a problem with him being quite prominent in the final episode. Because there's that one oh, scene yeah. when they're all stood around the kitchen and he stood there with Phoebe. And I would have thought that bothered me. But no, it's like, Mike, no, you've earned this, Mike. You you enjoy your moment. That's a really good point, episode. isn't it, actually? Because if you took that from the sort of first episode and you went right by the end, it'll just be these six plus another dude that comes in like two series to the end. Yeah. You, like the TV fan in you would be like, no way, that's, that's going to ruin it. But no, he yeah. really embeds, doesn't he? They must have really like been thrilled when they struck on Mike so in this plot line so Phoebe tasks Monica with stopping her from calling Mike that's right isn't it so they've just broken up yeah. uh, and so Monica confiscates all of Phoebe's phones and then oh we get the amazing old cell phone it reminds me of a simple time <laughs> which is just I just I f- refuse to believe even though it, I know it's true that those phones existed 
they just at what point would that be more convenient than where just, do you put it right you just uh, if you, you have to hang it around your neck like you were a, carrying that phone around it's the size of a handbag right yeah like the entire bag a probably bigger than a clutch and if you were just having to carry that around you just walk to a building and find a phone also that moment where uh, monica's like uh, give me your cell phone and phoebe just goes into that cupboard and finds that relic straight away <laughs> if that was my house it would take about an hour you'd go under the bed you'd go into the back cut you wouldn't find it yeah it was like, very quick to be lying here yeah. but also monica buys phoebe's explanation that she just has it to remind her of a simpler time because monica then puts it in her bag as if she thought okay yeah it's feasible that that would actually be oh, does, she, does she put it in a bag to yeah she puts it. it straight in her bag yeah, yeah that's very funny the other thing i really enjoyed about that moment was when she actually finds her real cell phone and phoebe puts it down her pants and then monica like picks her up by the waist from behind and shakes the phone down the leg <laughs> and at just that moment i went oh shout out to the flares you couldn't do that in today's skinny jean era could you but also it was a flip phone which is fatter than the phones these days so you know yeah there's a lot, been of, a lot of room down there a lot of logistical problems there but they both had very wide legged trousers on oh sure i mean some friends fashion we should you well you should just do a whole essay on friends well fashion. this is the problem with it being a podcast is, and we've <laughs> we've referred to it in the past haven't we pete there was that um, one screenshot we put Lost, on twitter yeah, a couple of weeks yeah. ago of yeah. the like astonishing outfits but i really feel maybe we should do like a video podcast version one week where we just go over the fashion because it is really we miss a lot of visual stuff maybe the live show am i right maybe the live Ooh, show we could do a catwalk show yeah. we could bring in some relics like Can a you friends get david schwimmer 100 to get to come along <laughs> dave remember <model>. me <laughs> no that's your task now that's your task <sighs> uh, anyway so mike eventually comes over um there's some like slightly eggy moments in this bit did you notice well, like, like what like Mike's line about uh, Monica says yeah, this doesn't involve you and Mike delivers that line of like oh I'm just, I guess I was thrown off by the mention of my name and it's like a really chill out Mike really weak line it's like as a comeback like it's such a sassy delivery it's like not a good line Mike come on yeah but there's another line in this bit which I still use every time I get a takeaway um, one billion Chinese people and they send Mike what are the chances oh my accent's dreadful you've been doing that ever since uh, ever since Lizzie arrived Pete to the studio she has been just talking in that sort of faux American friends it's accent it's difficult to quote friends without doing some sort of half-hearted accent yeah, yeah English work. people can't quote friends nah terrible unless you're quoting Emily but no one would ever want oh, to do that oh god she don't is get the worst or uh, Jennifer Saunders oh yeah all the sort of London lot I yeah. guess yeah Richard but- Branson Fergie <laughs> English accents are really jarring in Friends. They aren't really they? are. Yeah. Like even even those people that you mentioned who have genuine English accents, they sound fake. Um, so Monica here is is the worst, isn't she? She like if if someone acted like this in real life, when she's like sat between them on the couch, <laughs> it. it's so it's so awful. Uh, but great intentions, but you just you would hate her, wouldn't you? Also, did they run out of plot lines? Because wasn't there another episode where Monica had to play like protector to Rachel? Uh, yes, that is right. Like and stop Mon- her from. Was, was Mon- it with Ro- No, she was trying to stop her stealing her thunder. No, no, Monica was controlling Rachel's decisions. Oh, is that, that was right? It, when yeah. she was going to try and get back with Ross. Yeah, yeah. You're that was, quite sorry, right. you're right. Yeah. No, but it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Recycling. Uh, so Monica's refereeing this thing, and then suddenly in bursts Manny. <laughs> Manny. Big shout out to Manny. Who Can apparently arrived from the seventies. What? I mean. I looked up that guy to see if he'd been anything else. Nah, he hasn't really. Nothing. Um, what was going on with the styling there? The right. hair. He looks like um, his hair looks like Sally Field in um, in <laughs> a, like a late nineties. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, Sally Field. Weepy. Hill. Yeah. Um, yes, he's Mrs. Doubtfire. His clothes are yeah from a seventies charity shop. And so when um, Monica just says you're weird, yeah. I was like. 
did they have to put that line in after they'd seen wardrobe because they were like we're going to have to reference it guys yeah. that he looks like <laughs> i don't know i i often wonder like how much control they have over wardrobe for mm. that sort of part and i kind of wonder sometimes they just go whatever you're in lads chuck a bit of makeup on his face and, and put him on do you know what i mean do you reckon yeah. the actor maybe that's just what he turned up in because it jars so much with even i mean even in the dreadful dreadful world of friends fashion that was awful right uh, the brown leather jacket I and the sort of floral patterned shirt. I'm pretty sure the production budget on Friends could have could have stretched to a few extra outfits for that guy. Yeah. Um, no, but also the fact that that would be Mike's best friend, and also one of those <laughs> classic things. Someone like Denise. Yeah. <laughs> although Denise was mentioned before, by the way. Yeah, Denise, I know. Denise. Yeah, Denise, Denise. Um, You're but right. yeah, like uh, suddenly Mike's got a best friend that you know we never heard of, never we'll never see again. Obviously, he wasn't at the wedding, was he? Wasn't at the wedding. No. When Mike and Phoebe get married, where's Manny? Surely the best man. Sorry. We, I think we all know that none of their friends are ever at their parties or gatherings. No. It's just random, yeah. like, it's really, extras. <laughs> yeah, and it's that level of detail that makes me wonder if they hadn't actually got a costume for Maddie. <laughs> because if they can't be asked to just book some of their friends for parties regularly. Yeah, Ugly Naked Guy, as we've previously talked about, is the same guy. He appears twice, like five seasons apart, and it's the same actor. Hang on. Oh, no, I was getting confused. Ugly Naked Guy is still alive in real life, isn't he? Uh, I think so, but it's always hard to tell, isn't it, Pete? Is, is Ugly Naked Guy yeah, alive? Yeah, we, we've experienced that a couple of them are, are dead. Um, <laughs> Usually the old ones, though, isn't it, that, that were like old at enough. the time. Um, I'm currently Googling, just for full disclosure, I'm currently Googling the person that plays uh, Manny. Yeah, what's his name? I Jim him up. Slavin, uh, is it? Jonathan Slavin. Oh, close. That is close. Um, they, he does have a Wikipedia page, and he has had standard guest roles in, like, Grey's Anatomy, ER... There's also uh, a line about his personal life. He's a vegan and an animal rights activist with a large menagerie of adopted pets. He's an animal rights activist whose only appearance on mainstream television that anyone remembers is him in a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, they ask a point. Yeah. Um, there seems to be some sort of article linked to it detailing which pets he has, which <laughs> even I'm not interested enough to click on. Uh, yeah. I wonder how many hits that article's nice had. To- Life's too short to click on a friend's it extras, really animals. Maybe we should. We've gone too deep. We've gone too deep, guys. Let's let's cut off Manny. There are a few other um, guest stars in this in this episode as well, aren't they? Mainly to do with the memorial service, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah, we'll yeah. come on to in a minute. But can, sorry, can I just say the only thing about I love Mike because I love Paul Rudd and all that. Sometimes he is maybe slightly wet dare I say it mm. and you know that line where he's like if I'd known the last time I saw you yeah. would be and then one's like kiss him you rude oh I'm like no that would put me off could you imagine yeah and also there's a line a slightly earlier where Phoebe says I mean their, their conversation for people that are in love is appalling she's like how's the piano playing going he's like I have been playing a lot of love songs recently <laughs> it's like oh god what a dreadful dreadful conversation well, I can't believe we haven't even mentioned like the opening of that whole um, storyline is when uh, Monica's like well what would you ro- uh, usually be doing at 4pm in the afternoon and Phoebe's like well please I'm like this yeah. show sometimes it's <laughs> like guys come on first of all again not at work no. why is no one at work and seriously Everyone's 4 o'clock on a bang, Tuesday banging on a Tuesday afternoon absolutely oh. fine <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Right, the memorial service. Oh, the, the good stuff. The title plot line. Oh, so so much to talk about. But the first thing I'd like to flag up is in the opening. There's a couple of strange things about the because this is the cold open of the episode, right yeah. before the titles. Chandler's in a two-piece tracksuit. <laughs> Did anyone notice gray that? Gray tracksuit. Gray tracksuit. <laughs> I didn't notice. And that. he wears two different tracksuits in this episode. That's all he wears. It's <laughs> astonishing. Someone's obviously in wardrobe. Maybe maybe it's the same person that styled Manny has gone. Guys, I've got some great new ideas for Chandler. I'm thinking he's a tracksuit guy. I know. He's moved on from sweater vests. But on that note, Matt Perry looking very good in this episode. He is he's very he's good. not either way, you know, we know no. he goes through a sliding scale. He's looking great. Yeah, he's in good shape here, Matthew Perry. And yeah. maybe it's because he's been working out in his tracksuit. <laughs> in his tracksuit. Who okay. knows? But the, the main thing that I and this is season nine, so this is like early two thousands. It's two thousand and three. Two thousand three, thirteenth of March. They really look <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, it is as well, Pete. She's named the actual <laughs> oh day that's aired. I'm just astonished in even by two thousand and three how uncomfortable they look with computers oh yeah like like computers <laughs> never really come up in friends they come up very early when Chandler's or Joey's on that really old uh, laptop when he's oh, in the sort of Janice era yeah the, exactly right. with the yeah. with the note and all of that and then you've they ne- they're just never on a computer they're all just sat around the telly nah. you never see any of them and then when they are on a computer I just don't believe they know how computers work <laughs> The computers always look like those. Do you remember when you were a kid and your mum would get you a Fisher Price, my right. first computer that didn't actually work? Yeah, exactly. But the weird thing about that one in the episode, the one with uh, Chandler's when he makes the list, is a really old, really rubbish computer, but can print at just yeah. the touch of a button. <laughs> we still can't do hey, that now. presto. We still cannot oh, print now. Where I work, you want to print right, give me an hour. Yeah, exactly. Work out where the paper is now. It prints it's... within a microsecond of impressing it. But there's like in this episode, they're, 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 like, they're, they're doing things like when Joey presses send on the thing, he yes. just like reaches down and hits yeah. a button yeah. like it's in a like like and in an old school. Send. Yeah, that's not how computers work. No. And also later on, when he posts about the memorial service, and he and Ross goes, "Oh, and I accidentally sent that gay picture of you." That's not how websites work. No, that like, isn't how. What's he send that as like a post with? I don't know. They, they nobody on the Friends writing team has apparently ever really used a computer. <laughs> yeah, but what I find interesting is Friends. You can watch Friends all day long and. In many ways, it doesn't really feel that old. It feels like it could be now, right? The dialogue, right. well, apart from some things which I'll get onto in a minute. But as always with these shows, it's the tech that ages it. Yeah. 
the TV that Joey watches, the phones, etc. Yeah. There's that moment when Ross is describing the website he's on and he's like, I can communicate with people that I used to go to school with. Yeah. <laughs> you can talk to each other. Yes. Send comments to each other. It's like, They these invented days, Friends like, Reunited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a real shout out to Friends Reunited, wasn't it? Uh, I presume the thing you're alluding to, the problems, uh, is the next portion of the storyline. So, what, hang on. So Ross is doing it and... They post this thing about him, the fake thing about, yeah. oh, I have sex with dinosaurs. Yeah, and then yeah. Ross retaliates yeah. with a problematic... Yeah. Uh, so often with friends now, that the other thing that ages it for me, are there things that you would just... I just can't believe they even said back then. I mean, I know it was, what, 90, well, 2003 this was. Mm. But I'm just like, in what world is it all right to be like, you know, oh saying that someone's gay is like a big deal yeah. and like it's on a website it's like stuff. hilarious it's like ha 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 yeah. practical joke and, you're gay and you know I don't really want to go into but all the stuff that um, Ross does with Photoshop I'm just like no guys this yeah. isn't cool like it just some of the views in that show you're like there's another episode where um I think, you know, Joey, when he's living with Al McPherson, with Janine. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's wearing moisturiser, he's putting a bit of makeup on. It's like, oh, Joey, what are you doing? I'm thinking, yeah. no, that guy's that's not cool. That's like, fine, isn't we're it? all right to embrace all those sides of our personality now. It, that is one thing that massively ages it, and I have a problem with it. As the podcast residential um, homosexual. Yeah. Residential or resident? Re- <laughs> yeah, should I say that again? That's what I meant. Not residential. I don't live here. I'm the sort of more commercial homosexual. You're like the residential one. <laughs> Let me say that again. No, I'm not, I'm not cutting that out, mate. <laughs> oh. Um, as the podcast resident homosexual, uh, the one thing that I... Obviously, I had all the problems that you just mentioned, Lizzie, of course, and how that's uh, aged very badly. But there's also one moment where Chandler says that people have been calling to congratulate him all day on coming out. No one called me to congratulate me when I came out. I love that the problems you have with that are so much different. <laughs> yeah, people just ask like, oh, when did you know? No, like, congratulate me. This is my moment. Do, do you look back on you coming out and wish that you'd sort of had that, like, almost bar mitzvah style celebrations with everyone calling and coming to a big party? Well, I came out during uni and I did a journalism degree. And as you can imagine, uh, news travelled fast around a group of uh, journalism students uh, that there yeah. was some gossip. So, yeah, I sort of came back. Uh, for third year of uni and bang everyone knew uh, it does lead for all its problems to an, an excellent line about uh, the gay community is a lot more vocal <laughs> than, than the, the dead, dead community, community. Yeah. which is yeah. great and uh, maybe it's all worth it just for that guys if you swap out all the things we have problems with it's an excellent <laughs> brilliant piece of writing and a great comic storyline yeah right so Chandler then kills off Ross as his retaliation fine you know they're just escalating it that's absolutely I'm fine dead. I'm dead yeah the I'm dead reveal is such a brilliant <laughs> way of so sort good. of sending that up to the maximum level it possibly could and uh, so young <laughs> and that, like I said before there's that amazing double take where he goes nobody cares that I'm dead and then there's like yeah. a double almost a double take look to camera almost <laughs> and it's brilliant bit of acting um, but then like we almost I felt like we almost got through an entire episode of Friends without Ross going insane and then it was just like the mad Ross alarm and he throws himself a memorial service and what a way to do it that pan you know when it's uh, the setup for the table and there's that frame picture of Ross and there's some croissants with some cheese in the middle and it just pans away I'm just like brilliant my first question about this was I've been to a few funerals not loads because you know keep it light touch wood yeah but you know I've been, I've been to the handful I've never been to what they appear to be throwing which was a sort of funeral house party. <laughs> like, 
they're always at like a crematorium or at least in some sort of function room but they were just like oh we'll just get some beers in get the nibbles in and see who wants to pop round and once he I mean even looking past the fact that tragically literally two people I, not even the rest of the friends were there for like moral support like Gunther doesn't pop up but, but what is it it's like a weird it is a weird like death house party and no family members no family members um, would it be too dark to say that when I die I'd quite like to have a Rothstyle memorial service just in if, just uh, in an apartment if my next of kin are listening yeah, uh, yeah do you mean do you mean actually died or died in inverted commas like Ross does are you going to surprise your family with it I mean I love twist? friends but I'm not going to go to the lengths of actually <laughs> staging my own death no when I do actually die yeah friend picture up put some croissants invite some old school colleagues um, but yeah it's a bit bleak isn't it no one turns up only two people one horny gay dude <laughs> who just wants to that's hit on that's a brilliant moment though isn't it yeah. oh can I ask you how do you shave your beard so close <laughs> yeah there's a whole sequence isn't there where it's, it's just implied Monarch is a man I also love the Chandler line of oh don't worry about him he's, he's in a um, bad mood yeah. uh, did, did you did either of you recognise him it's a real niche one and I'm because no. I was like I, I'm not sure his I recognise him from this thing Ed, I can't Ed, remember his name was Tom Gordon on the thing and yeah, I can't remember what his real Eddie name is Eddie. but he had a recurring role in the uh, Mary Kate and Ashley sitcom Two of a Kind <laughs> which was is, on Nickelodeon when we were kids. Niche. and I was like is that where I know him from because I'm a bit worried did you used to watch that well occasionally it was just on you know in the, in the sister sister sort of Sabrina the Teenage Witch Clarissa explains it all times but this is my favourite thing about TV is these little bit parts characters that pop up everywhere yeah. Lost was very good at this Lost has so many people that like there's about 20 people that were in ER and then yeah. were in Lost like his little minor characters I love it. Well, the woman that plays Corey Weston, who turns up later, was in Casino Royale. Yeah, and The 100 and really? Gotham. Yeah, she's been in loads. Yeah. She's absolutely smashing it. Uh, so she turns up and then we have the big reveal where Ross runs out, which is like I'm Ross... Not <laughs> and the way he runs, that sort of little skit. It's completely joyous, isn't it, when he runs out? But also, who... Just on Corey Weston. Yeah. Who sees something online and goes, well, that guy I once fancied is dead. I should definitely go <laughs> yeah. to his memorial service. Yeah. Because now is the time to tell everyone... To tell his sister you know, in this time of grieving yeah why not Probs really fancied him. I think Corey what are you doing I'd have had a go on your brother if he wasn't oh dead God. sorry about that should we do the quiz let's do the quiz oh let's man do the quiz okay question one in the aforementioned two piece tracksuit that Chandler's wearing in the opening scene what brand is the tracksuit that is so much harder than any question you've ever given any person on this podcast. <laughs> They're really hard today, actually, because it just depends on the episode of like how specific a detail has okay. come up. Okay, I feel like it's Puma. It is Puma. Yeah, yeah. Well you done. knew that, didn't you? No, well, I've just seen it a lot of times. I just, it's it's another one of those things where there's very little product placement in Friends. Sort of casually, it's really like blatant when there is it, and that was just a casual Puma tracksuit. But also. Away. There's that bit where Monica is sat between Phoebe and Mike and she's got this branded water bottle just sat there. Really? And I'm thinking, did they do a deal? Yeah. Weird. Very strange. You do really notice it. Uh, Question two, what happened to Andrea Rich? Well, two things happened. Her internet company went under and she lost an ear in a boating accident. That's astonishing. Literally word for word what I've got written (laughs) down. That is astonishing. Fair play to you. Okay, now we're up. So you're two out of two, even though you've moaned about the difficulty (laughs) so far. (laughs) I wasn't moaning, I was just remarking. Question three. What is the name of the professor <laughs> that Chandler said he wouldn't accompany to Key West? Professor Stern. 
Wow. That's astonishing. You might be on track to equal our best. Don't, because I'm going to ruin it and then I'm yeah. going to cry. Uh, right, question four. What number is Phoebe's apartment? Oh, Lord. There is quite a long scene where the door is left open with mm. Mike stood in the doorway and it's visible. Oh, no, I'm not going to get five out of five. Oh, God, I'm going to say four, but it's not. So... It's number 16. That's a really hard question. It's a really hard question. I'd like but, that reviewed. Go and on. There's an extra level to this question oh, God. because it is a continuity problem. Oh, does it change? Because in a previous episode. Oh, she lived at a different number. She lived at number four. Do you remember the episode where Wait, they find... Wait, what number what? 14. Oh, Not so four, close. Sorry. Uh, they find the cell phone. Oh, Do you remember that? Another cell phone sent an episode cell- with the sexy older guy. <laughs> yeah. And when they're on the phone giving the address out, right. she says, I live at number 14. But on the door is 16. Strange things to just not pick up on I if think, you work on Friends. I just think no one cared. They couldn't no. bother to buy an outfit for Manny, so why would they care <laughs> yeah. to like, check the continuity <laughs> on that? Quite right. And question five, uh, to get four out of five, no. what are the three suggested conversations ah. Monica offers for Phoebe and Mike when she leaves them alone? Mucus, yep. fungus, yep. and the idea of me and Ross doing it. Correct. So, again, weird. Mucus, fungus, and incest is basically what she said there. <laughs> there are three things to chat about. Awful. Also, her imagination, because when she sat between them, she's like, uh, uh, on the way here, I saw a drunk guy throw up and then a pigeon ate it. (laughs) I'm like, Monica, come on. Just be a bit more normal. Four out of five is not bad, though, is it? I don't know. I want to recount. I don't think that was a fair question. Got any more? Throw some more. Come on. No, do you know what? I think think, um, think that was it. Ah. They were were specific, but I didn't (laughs) didn't do any extras this week. So you've done yourself proud there. You've done yourself yeah. That's still an admirable effort. And it, you've been, a for effort. You've been stumped by a difficult one, yeah. and you've got a couple of difficult ones as well. I think Andrea Rich is pretty admirable, to be honest. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so, thanks a lot. Hey, Lizzie Pollock. Thanks so much for coming on Friends of Friends. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been, been a dream. A joy to have you on. Uh, we shall say goodbye. Goodbye, Peter. Goodbye. All the best, everybody else. Bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 